to not Melon Be Smellin'. This is, in case you missed it, with Casey Houlihan and permanent guest, Eddie Trezino. And this is our most anticipated episode of the year. This is our best of 2023. So we've done this for the past couple years, reflecting on things in media that we've enjoyed. Um, Some of them will be, you know, things that came out this year that were new. Some of them could be things that were new to us. But we're just going to share some things we enjoyed, and maybe you will enjoy them as well. There's always that weird period between Christmas and New Year where you just kind of need something to occupy your brain. Well, maybe one of these things will bring you joy. It's true. We just finished watching Jim Carrey's The Grinch, which is essential watching every year for me personally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It has lines I quote year, year round. And um, I hope you're all finding some holiday cheer. And without further ado, I think we should dive into our lists. Let's list. Okay. I stole that. That's from Watcher. What? But um, I don't know. What do you want to start with? Movies? Uh, but like, we could do movies if you want to. Yeah, let's let's start with movies. I only have three. Okay, go ahead. So my top three movies, new movies that I saw this year, were No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Barbie, of course, many, many people loved Barbie, and Nimona, which I don't think a ton of people know about. Um, It's an animated Netflix original, and I want to watch it again. I found it because Eugene Lee Yang of the Try Guys is a voice in the film, and I found him, and I was, or he was promoting it, and I was like, you know what? I love Eugene. Let's give it a watch. And we both really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I didn't. I don't think that's on my list. It was one I had to dig for because I honestly, I didn't remember it immediately. Uh, no Hard Feelings, we saw the drive-in, which I also kind of think makes it stick out more in my brain. It's a classic, like, it feels like a rom-com of old, like that they don't really make anymore. Yeah. Um, but it was really well done. I think Jennifer Lawrence is a really excellent actress when she's given comedic work to work with and not boring biopics where she's like the inventor of a mop. Like, I feel like her talent was just being really underutilized. You know, she left acting for a while. She had a baby. And she's so funny. Oh, she had a baby? Yep. Did I know that? I don't know if I knew that. Yeah, she had a baby. Oh. Um, And she's married. So I just think, you know, she was like, let me just like live my like life how I want to and not worry about work. And then she came back with this project and like, I think it's an underrated uh comedy of the year it i really enjoyed it and i will definitely watch it again when it's on streaming um do you have anything to say about no hard feelings uh yeah i liked it okay i thought it was i mean like i thought it was pretty funny like i think i don't remember if we did an episode on it we did oh okay yeah then listen to that one i'm sure i had better thoughts because we just watched it (laughs) it um i remember thinking it was funny and yeah yeah it came out in june of this year Uh it's a cool hour 43 and it has a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like the the guy who plays... So, so the premise, if you guys didn't listen to the episode, but you should listen to the episode. That's one of our most listened to episodes this year. Wow. Um, is that there's this kid getting ready to go to college and his parents are like, we need to hire him a girlfriend to like make sure he like gets exposure to like <laughs> things now so we don't have to worry about him in college or whatever. And they hire Jennifer Lawrence, not really knowing how much older she is. And she's like a down on her luck, desperate for money gal. Um, and they grow this beautiful like friendship and it's really good. And the kid who plays um, Percy, which is the son, uh, is Andrew Barth Feldman. And he is 
like to me, he is like um, what's the guy's name from Ratatouille? Oh, uh, Linguini. He guy? looks so much like Linguini to me. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Like he's very, as the kids would say, Linguini coded. Like oh, so, I didn't know people said Linguini coded. And he's actually um famous for his stage work. He was in Dear Evan Hansen. He has a beautiful singing voice. Oh, yeah. He sings in that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. And so um, he's great. I would love to see him in more things. And I'm sure this is just the beginning of his career. Uh, Transformed Matthew Broderick is in the movie. You can barely recognize him. What? You barely recognize him. (laughs) He looks old. He looks... I don't know if that's transformed. He's just old. He's old, but also his hair's doing a weird thing. I don't remember. Um, But yeah, it's a good movie. Um... I also want to touch on the Mona, because Barbie, we've already, you know, everybody has talked about Barbie. Barbie. It's a great movie. I think Ryan Gosling actually gives the best performance in the movie. Margot Robbie's great, but Ryan Gosling just commits in a way that is unforgettable. But Nimona was, I don't know if it was released in theaters. No, it's just a Netflix Netflix. original. It currently has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's extremely highly rated. Um, And it is a, like, original uh, movie based off of a comic book series that i had not heard of adapted from a comic series and it's about um a knight who's framed for a crime that he didn't commit he goes to escape um and then he teams up with this girl who is actually a shapeshifter who's also an outsider and they have to right the wrongs of their universe and chloe grace moretz who's been in a million things is namona and um She's great. Oh my gosh, RuPaul's is a voice in that movie? What? I don't remember that. That's crazy. I don't know what RuPaul sounds like even. Um, but it's it's a good movie. It's a good animated feature. I think it tackles some good themes. I think it would, it's like entertaining for all ages. So I highly recommend it. And if you haven't seen Barbie, which is my final pick, I don't like go see it. Like why haven't you seen it? Because you think you're too cool? Well, guess what? Barbie's actually good. I was really scared when it was getting all those weird, like, promotions. Like, remember, like, the, um, what's the insurance company? Progressive. Progressive had this, like, ad. And it was a good ad, but I was like, that's weird. And then, like, Bachelor did a Barbie date. Oh, yeah. And I was like, crap. Like, yeah, I was worried at that point. I was like, are they desperate for people to see this? Like, are they worried it's not going to work? But no, it worked. Um, I, my least favorite part, as I said in our Barbie review, I'm sure. Did we do a Barbie review? I don't know. Well, my least favorite part of the Barbie movie was America Ferrara's character. I think her lines are really canned. They're very stale <coughs> to me. I don't find her story that interesting. I think it could have been a lot more interesting because she, like, the reason Barbie comes to the real world is because she, as an adult, starts playing with Barbie again um, to try to, like, reconnect to her daughter who she's growing apart from. But I just kind of found their storyline to fall a little flat. But I think the storyline of Margot Robbie and discovering, like, what it is to feel and be human and be imperfect. And also the storyline of Ken and, like, just the perf- more the performance of Ryan Gosling is just so funny to me. And the musical number is something I will listen to um, anytime I'm sad. Like, I love it. It makes me so happy. So, Yeah. Those are my three movies I picked. I'm sure you have more than me. You watch a lot more movies than me. Uh, yeah, I picked a lot, but a lot of them, yeah. Well, all right, here goes. Um, I guess, like, I'll try to start from, like, the lowest and then go to the top. But okay. I, don't, I don't really have an order or, like, a top favorite movie. 
Haven't seen a few movies yet this year, like Poor Things or The Boy and the Heron, which I think I I'll, do want to see both those. I probably, you know, yeah, I feel like we'll both like those. I did put Nimona on here, so that is, I must have been thinking about that. Um, okay, so in the lower tier is The Killer, a uh, Netflix movie by um, The Finch Man, David Fincher. Ah. Uh, really good, like, I mean, like, kind of like nothing like any other movie he's made, and like, definitely like what I think is like a kind of commentary on like, I mean, like the director himself and also people who like like make you know who are all talk and know is this like, someone about the hitman yes michael who, fassbender who is like has a playlist he listens yes, to yes the smiths yes okay you told me about this and i, I liked it it yeah. made me think i'd want to watch it but is it quite is uh, is it quite violent uh, a bit i mean like it's like also like slow and like mm. yeah it's like about like it's kind of about like how all these people like act like they're so tough, but then they like get Amazon packages. Do you think this know. would be a good introduction for people to Finchman? No, I think okay. that I mean like you have to watch at least probably at least like Fight Club or yeah. I mean like Seven or even like Gone Girl. I mm -hmm. feel like most people have seen one. Oh, of those. I forgot that Gone Girl was him. Or The Social Network. It's like it's not. I wouldn't say it's as good as those, but in context, it's good. Um, I recently watched May December with Natalie Portman and Julia. What's her name? Juliet. It's not Louis Dreyfus. No, uh, um, Roberts? No. Julianne Moore. Oh, there it um, is. I thought that was pretty good. It's very, like, awkward humor and also, like, I don't know, like, I don't know. I thought it was kind of like a weirdly offbeat comedy. Well, but, did you know that it's based on a true story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of forgot that until, like, I was watching it and it kind of... And the kid in it, I shouldn't say kid, he's probably older than us or our age. Younger than us. <laughs> no, he is older than us. He's um, in Riverdale. Yes! He was really good in it. Because I saw an interview clip with the three of them and they were like, we have to ask you guys, have you watched Riverdale? And they uh -huh. were like, they were like, don't take this personally, no. And yeah. he was like, I totally understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in, <laughs> which is crazy because I, I don't remember, you know, I watched, like, the first season of Riverdale. Well, Eddie, Riverdale. you weren't watching Riverdale for the boys. You were there for the yeah. For the I mean, like I feel like everybody in that show is pretty hot for the babes. I don't know. What about Dylan Sprouse? Or That's one? true. Is it Cole or Dylan? I don't know. Have I watched the episodes where him and Lily Reinhardt have sex? Maybe. Oh, I didn't know that happened. Maybe. Okay. I don't know if they. Anyway, moving on. I don't want to talk about. There's it. no penetration. No, no, um, no, not on cable TV. Okay, uh, a movie that I was you want me to hold that was conflicted about is called Bo is Afraid with Joaquin Phoenix. It's Ari Aster's new movie. It's like three hours long and, you know, I, very different than his other movies too, but I didn't love it, but I liked the ambition. Okay, let's see. John Wick 4. Uh, I saw that like on my birthday. Thought it was really fun and a great, like, honestly, great effort from everyone. Across the Spider-Verse. Um, oh, I not I don't I don't think I liked it as much as the nope. original Spider-Verse, but it's really good. Like it's a very complicated movie and like, you know, it's definitely like part of a you know I don't know if you'd say it's a two parter or like the middle chapter of a trilogy, but hopefully the, when the third movie comes out it's like fulfills it. Right. I wish I liked it as much as the first. Yeah, I mean it's really good and like it was I, a high bar. Yeah. Um the first movie's just so tight. Like mm -hmm. you couldn't like it was so tight, that's why I liked it. Talk to me, the movie about the scary possessed oh, hand. Oh, people love this. I thought it was really good. Like it was so visceral and like clever and like it was Australian, which I didn't know immediately. Great horror, like something I haven't seen before. I put um Barbie on here. Yeah, I enjoyed Barbie. Probably not my favorite movie, but I like it's fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, um I a great three and a half hour movie. I mean, like I've heard like, you know, 
um, Native American, what, what's, oh no, the tribe's escaping me, um, but Native American people may, maybe have some differing opinions, which I understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess like, in all fairness, like, I guess it is like a movie made by a white guy. Mm-hmm. Probably, you know, he did research with Osa- Osage? Osage. Osage. Mm-hmm. The Osage people. And, um, you know, that's good. And obviously it's still like a white guy, which I'm sure like me as a white guy would relate to more than an actual Osage person, Osage person. Mm-hmm. So I understand if you don't like it, but I mean, like for what it's worth, I thought it was pretty well done. I just don't understand why movies need to, and I sound like, <laughs> like such a, like a. It's very long. Noob. I and I just think like storytelling can be a little bit tighter. Like I'm not saying it yes, needs to I, be I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it needs to be like an hour, you know, or like an hour and a half. Like it can be two hours, a little over two hours. I I think I I wish it had been a little bit tighter. It was a very hard movie for me to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think for a lot of people, because obviously it's extremely violent, um, what happened to the Osage people and yeah. um but it, yeah, I wish I'd put that on my list because it definitely was like one of the most interesting movies I've seen this year. Oh uh, yeah, Marty's last movie, The Irishman, was about this like I think maybe a little longer or short. I can't remember, but like three over three hours. The Irishman okay. and that was on Netflix, and you could like break it up, which I did. Right. I think I broke it up in like three viewings. So I don't know if that would have been the right way to go, but I I mean like it's cool to see it in the theater. I thought and it was cool that a yeah. lot of people were seeing it. All right, here's, like, the top four, I guess, that I, like, really loved. Um, Oppenheimer. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's great. Like, really good. Like, I don't know if... I haven't really read much controversy about it, except, like, I guess people are mad that, like, Florence Pugh and him have set... Like, there's set... I don't know if that's real, though. Um, but I really liked Oppenheimer. Great. You gotta put sex in there to sell it to the people. But, like, it's what happened in the real life, I guess. So, I don't know. I don't know. You know why that didn't make my list? How come? I don't really have any desire to watch it again. I I saw it twice and I'd probably watch it again. <laughs> because it was so long. It's and long. my brain felt like it had Okay, here's the thing. I actually probably would enjoy it get more on a second watch because the first time around my brain was working very hard to keep up with what was going on. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I, the second watch was better. I for probably me. would enjoy the second watch more. So I'll I'll actually um withdraw my Previous statement. Yeah. Um, these are also in no particular order, just like the four favorites. Asteroid City, Wes Anderson's new movie. I like really loved it. I've heard people say like it's not as memorable as other movies, but or like, but I don't know. Something about it really got me. And it's just about this like, it's a very confusing premise where it's like a play or a TV show based on a play, based on a production of Asteroid City, the play. It's confusing, but just like, I just thought that was like, a look inside Wes Anderson's mind and like, I was like, yeah, I could see, I don't know. I thought he was saying more about himself than people might've thought there. So is, is it on streaming or did you watch yeah, it? Yeah, it's in on Peacock. I saw it in the theater. Yeah. Okay. But I'd like to Peacock. watch it. Yeah. I'd watch it again. I only saw it once. So I don't, honestly, I don't know if I'd like it as much on the second watch, but mm. really good. Yeah. Um, the holdovers. Um, I saw this like last week or two weeks ago with Paul G- starring Paul Giamatti and, just a very tender movie about, the, like, technically a Christmas movie about it's Paul Giamatti's a um, boys' school teacher who has to stay over Christmas break with a couple kids and then one kid that's troubled and... Bless you! Thank you. The cafeteria worker who's Divine Joy Randolph, I think her name is. Oh, um, and she was in... um. She was in uh, 
that movie with Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock and John Cena. The Lost City. Lost yes. City. And she was great in no, it. No, it's not John Cena. It's uh, Channing Tatum. Oh, he was diff. Channing. No, it is. I know, I know, I know. Okay, uh, that, yeah, Holdovers was really good. Like, very, like, warm. I, like, got emotional just seeing, like, people's, like, cold exteriors melt away and then become friends. Very touching. And then Bottoms. My uh, favorite comedy of the year. I thought it was hilarious. Like, it was a wacky like cartoonic comedy like i thought like the writing was great everything about it was it was like almost like uh not another teen movie a movie i love like so i i wish that they'd bring back like i don't know if this is a screwball comedy but but it also like had like a i don't know i thought it was like kind of relevant do you think i I would like it yeah i think you'd like it i thought it was hilarious is it have any similarities to blockers a little bit yeah okay it's like it's like these girls start like a self-defense club so they can like wrestle other girls and make out with them <laughs> oh no wonder you like well it. like it's i mean like it's it's hilarious what's his name is in it um the football player that was in murder murderville what's his name oh yeah i can't remember Dang his it. name what the heck's his name man he, murderville, he's hilarious murderville was definitely either on an episode or on a previous year's list yeah yeah if you haven't seen that that's a great thing to watch uh, Marsha- marshawn lynch is his name that's it he was hilarious in it and so is I Rachel about Murderville. Um, Senate and um, AO and Debris. All right, that's all my movies. Very good, Eddie. You want to do albums? Yes, I was going to move on to music um, next. So, of course, this was a huge year for Taylor Swift. I don't need to tell you that. I don't need to tell anybody that. Everyone knows that she's Tom's person of the year. As someone who has loved Taylor Swift since her first album, I'm like, well, of course. Um, but you know, she's had a very, she has had a very interesting career transitioning genres, um, you know, media controversies, changing the conversation around women and what they write about. Um, I think that it's interesting. She was times person either this year because the year she released two albums in a row that were like the most critically acclaimed albums, Folklore and Evermore, but you would think, but um, that was 2020, so who knows who they gave it to that year. But, you know, she went on the Eras tour. She was a huge part of much conversation. Um, people love to hate her still, even though you would think we're beyond that. She released 1989 Taylor's version and Speak Now Taylor's version this past year. Taylor's version... To me, I understand why she's doing it, obviously, and I support it. However, I do sometimes find myself wanting to go back and listen to the original because her voice has changed. She was really young when she did Speak Now. And so I kind of miss that, like, voice. It's, like, a less trained voice. So anyway, I, I'm conflicted when it comes to these re-records because obviously I want to support her, but I'm also, like, nostalgic for the other – the way the other records sounded. And I will say, as far as bonus tracks go, I haven't really had anything since Red TV that's made me really um, connect. Although what was – what was – um. Would have, could have, should have. Was that Speak Now TV? Oh, you won't know. I need to look it up. No idea. Would have, could have, should have is a bonus track by Taylor Swift. 
that a lot of people have connected to because it's about, you know, being a young woman who maybe is in a relationship with someone much older who, you know, you look back on it later in life and you wonder if, like, you know, you kind of were taken advantage of, etc. Um, what is this? What album is this Would you want to, I mean, like, the Taylor Swift stuff we know. What did you think of Olivia Rodrigo's Guts? Wait, uh, you're moving on. I'm not ready. But, but, like, we already know that the Taylor, she didn't have, like, new albums. Oh, he's so mad. Well, like, don't you want to talk about someone else? Yes, but let me finish my thought. What oh. if could have, should have is from, is a bonus track from Midnight's, which I think is amazing and one of my favorite songs. Um, I don't even know if it's of this year or if it was of last year. Sorry. Um, I would listen to her bonus tracks because I think they give an interesting look into her life at that time. Um... And if you have a problem with how much conversation there is around Taylor Swift, her music, and her life, I would ask you to ask yourself why and maybe do some introspection on why you feel the need to put that negative energy into the universe. And with that being said, of course I love Taylor Swift and I love that this was her year. We're going to move on to another very well-known pop artist that Eddie mentioned, Olivia Rodrigo. She came out with her sophomore album this year, Guts. This was a, you know, super anticipated album because obviously she had such huge success with her first album, Sour and Driver's License. Like, that's a ton of pressure. Like, coming back, like, you know, I don't envy her in that way because it was like you come from this huge viral moment and you're expected to deliver something just as good. While I don't think every track hits for me as much as Sour did, I think Guts is a great album. You like it, too. Yeah, I liked it. That's what I... Yeah. Um, I think there's some really great songs on the album. She leans more into that Avril Lavigne-esque pop-punk, angry girl vibe. And I think people really like that. Um, you really like the song Get Him Back. Yeah, that song's fun. It's like a anthem. It's something you can, like, sing along to at a bar it's a great song. I really like the opening track, which is um, All American Bitch. I think it's really interesting. She kind of, like, reflects on, like, what she is seen as in the media and, like, how it reflects on, like, American values and ideas of, like, the it girl. She also has a song um, called Teenage Dream. It's the end of the album. And I really like that song because in it she reflects on, like, she reached, like, literally the peak of what most people consider your stardom at 19. And she talks about how she's afraid that everything else is just going to be never as good and that she'll never meet those expectations again and that she'll always feel like the best is behind her. And I think that's a feeling a lot of people can relate to. And I think she says it really well. I think she's super talented and I, I'm excited to see what she does next. I hope she keeps making music. Um, I don't know how much time was between Sour and Guts, do you? About two years. So, we'll see. Or maybe three. Yeah, yeah, right? About three, yeah. Wait, right? Was it 2020 that... The driver's license came out? Yeah. What? Let me check. I mean, I don't blame her because it's like... It's hard to do the Taylor Swift thing where you're doing year after year, album after album, because, like, it starts to become kind of white noise or, like, they don't seem to be very different from each other at that point. So, I think she kind of took the time to, like, mature her writing mature her voice and i think it paid off um 
It's a great album. Yeah. So that was my second choice, actually, you predicted. Um, I also have Lawrence, which is oh. a band <laughs> that opened for the Jonas Brothers when I saw them in September. It's a brother and a sister. I would say it's like a pop funk vibe. Um, they do covers of pop songs, but also originals. They had a live horn section when they performed. The lead singer in Lawrence is like, she has such a powerhouse voice. It's like, you can't help but watch her. She's such a performer. I really recommend um, anything they've released. They just released a song called 23, and it's really great. Uh, if you like pop music, you're going to like it. And my last recommendation is from our girl Gatlin. Mm. We've definitely talked about mm. Gatlin before. She, would you say it's like bedroom pop? Yeah, I think so. That, yeah. It's a softer kind of indie vibes. Yeah. She released an album this year called I Sleep Fine Now. It is a breakup album. It is about reflecting on a relationship um, that has ended and trying to recover. She just has a beautiful voice. And there's a song on the album. It's an interlude between tracks called How Do You Sleep at Night? And it's like one of those songs where the instrumental cuts away and it's just her voice. Mm -hmm. And, oh, it gets me every time. I think she's so talented. I'll never stop plugging her. I hope I see get to see her live. I would love to see her live in 2024. Yeah, I really like her. I, I do like her songs. And Does Olivia Rodrigo tour? Has she ever? Yeah, like... she got his touring. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's touring now or it's going to tour. Uh-huh. Um, Gatlin, I wonder if she is headlining smaller stuff or if she's opening for bigger stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I can't tell. But if you've not listened to Gatlin and you like Taylor Swift and you like kind of soft pop, um, indie pop, listen to her. Because I discovered her literally through Spotify recommending, like, or if you like Taylor Swift, you'll like. And they were right for once. So, yeah. What about your music? What picks do you have? All right, let's see. Um, I did like that Gatlin album and the Billy, <sighs> or not Billy, um, Libby Rodrigo. I wish Billy Eilish had a new album. Yeah, I'm sure that, well, she came out with it last year, right? Yeah, so maybe we'll get one in 2024. Um, okay, like, and also, no, not not a huge amount this year and like, albums and, like, like, you know, I'm trying to focus on albums and not, like, individual songs or anything just to make it easy. We've got, um, the Dolly Rods had a new album called, oh, it's, I'm already forgetting, what is it called? The, uh, Night Owls. Pretty good. Oh. I like the Dolly Rods. They're a fun pop punk band they're a little bit like i don't know um shiny and clean but i i still like them all right it's got they got good songwriting instincts um the singer's a great singer um pumpkin guts came out with an album this year let's see what it was called like the devil something um i saw them i think i saw them for the first time in october i don't think i've seen them Death, the Devil, and Dismemberment. A what, great... a, what a time to see Pumpkin Guts but October. Yeah, I know. Uh, great horror punk album. like Kind of like, definitely like, very fun and bouncy. Um, they were great live. Really enjoyed them. Um, I think they're from either West Virginia or Kentucky. I forget. West Virginia, baby! Yeah, so that's why like, they know the Jasons and everything. 
Um, Sydney Sprague, um, Someone in Hell Loves You. Uh, great album. I saw her live a few, like, earlier this month, I think. Oh, yeah. What was that? Uh, yeah. Great, great, like, I guess also kind of bedroom pop kind of stuff. Like, good humor. Um, very, like, low-key show at the Club Cafe. If you like, um, I don't know. I guess if you like Gatlin, you'd like her. She's got an interesting voice and some, you know, fun songs. Um, shout out to my good friends in the Sneaky Heat Missiles. They had, uh, I guess like an EP come out this year. Ska, punkish stuff. Great, great job, Rick and Morty. And, it's I'm fun. Sorry, Rick and Mordecai. And, Rick and Morty. Yeah, I know. He hates when I say, when people say that. Uh, and Ed and I don't know who else played on it. I'm sorry, Becca. And yeah, good job. I uh, really I listen to that album or a couple songs from there every once in a while. It's on playlists. Ska really is pretty fun. fun. As someone who yeah. literally did not even know the word ska meant until I dated Eddie, um, it's definitely one of the more enjoyable genres for me when I go to a punk quote unquote show. If there is a ska song thrown in there, it's more my style. Yeah. I don't like it all. I mean, like, I kind of, it's a very, I mean, the Sneaky Heat Missiles do it pretty good, I think. I don't like too much horn or, like, too much. Mm. I don't know. There's always, I can only handle so much Scott. What was that band like we it. saw? Oh, it wasn't even, I don't even know if it, I guess it is a band, but it was two guys playing, playing, um, was it tuba? We saw them in Morgantown at one, two, three. Oh, Moon Hooch, the saxophones. Yeah. yeah, they were great. Oh, that yeah. I don't know if that's that's not really ska, but no, no, no. But you just mentioned like yeah, brass instruments. Yeah, they were groovy. Oh man, they were so they were great. Yeah, I'd like to see them again too. I would too. Yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll come around. Oh, that was great. Good reminder. And then last but not least, Garage League, another Pittsburgh band. Their album Dance Humans came out. It's like I think like almost 20 songs wow they're kind of definitely minutemen-esque if you like the minutemen or like um the descendants i think they're kind of maybe inspired by them but um just like so cool like it remind i was really inspired by it like you know i was listening and like you can put anything and make it a song like any little riff or like any beat and like i kind of forgot that that was like such a i used to be real inspired by that kind of thing and i haven't really been thinking that way much but it made me i don't know it's like really good yeah really fun stuff like interesting sound and like i think yeah just a three-piece band what are they called again garage league great band i want to see them live i haven't seen them yet but i'll get to it and that's my music i uh just wanted to follow up on our Billie eilish comment she actually hasn't released an album since 2021 but she did have a few singles here and there, including, of course, the Barbie song, yes, What Was yes. I Made For, which is one of... That song will make me cry. I like that song. It's, song. it's freaking beautiful. They pitched it to um, the movie. Mm-hmm. I saw her do an interview with uh, her brother, Phineas, and they talked about coming up with it and pitching it. And, like, I, yeah, I, I think it's great. I think she's a great artist. I'm sure we've talked about her before. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to mention that Subarctic Beach Party is going to have an EP coming out next year. I hope so. I was hoping to have it done by now, but it's just been taking. You know, hey, it's, it's all hard right. to get us all together. Good things take time. Um, so keep an ear out for that. Uh-huh. And with that, let's move on to shows. TV shows. Yeah. My first is Only Murderers in the Building season three. I have that on mine. I'm sure we've mentioned this in past years, but it is a great show. I love seeing Selena Gomez back on my screen. Um, and, of course, you can't do wrong with Martin Short and um, 
Steve Martin. Steve, Steve Martin. Martin Short. Oh my gosh, my brain just like gets confused with their names, but they're great. Um, it's a great show. Each season has found a good way of innovating, you know, the murder mystery um, without getting tired. This one was actually like focused around a, a stage production that Martin Short's character is trying to put on, which I loved as like a theater person. I loved like seeing some of the songs that they wrote into the show. It's just super interesting. Like three seasons and they've just kind of kept my interest through every single one. I will say they are a little forgettable because I've completely forgotten season two for the most part. Um, I know Bunny was the murder they were trying to solve. And I, I think that more yeah, says I that, well, also. I think it more says that like the seasons are standalone. You don't need to necessarily have watched all of them. However, I think they're really enjoyable to watch as a, you know, collection. Um, looking forward to another season. Yeah. I thought three was the last one, so I was surprised when they set up. An- Me too. Okay. I hope that they finish the show before it gets to a point where I don't enjoy it anymore. Yeah, or Steve Martin or Martin Short die. They're freaking. Oh! They're so old. How old Steve Martin? Seventy-seven. Really? Yes, or seventy-eight even. I don't look know. it up. I don't believe you. He is. I've looked it up recently. He's a young man. Okay. I used to have a crush on him. Well, he's uh, Silver Fox. Steve Martin. Like, when I saw Cheaper by the Dozen, I was like, why am I... 78. Wow. Martin Short, let's see. I can't believe that. Martin Short is 73, so he's Jeez. spring chicken. Well, anyway, it's a great show. Um, um, my second show on my list is Survivor, of course. I'm sure we mentioned this last year. Eddie and I got back into it. It's a show I watched with my family growing up. I really bonded with my dad and my siblings watching it. Um, it's an interesting reality show that doesn't fall into a lot of the traps other reality shows fall into. It's not a dating show. Uh, and I don't know. I think you just see genuine people on there. People are kind of pushed to their physical and mental limits and really show their true selves. But it's also an interesting show as far as like the competitions they come up with for them, um, how people play strategy in it. I think it's a show that's reinvented itself, obviously, for like, how many years has it been on? Over 20 years? Yeah. Uh-huh. And this season has not yet concluded, but it's been a great season. Um, it's a great show. I don't know what to say other than that. There's now a podcast that accompanies it that's really been oh, enjoyable yeah. this year on we love, fire. We love quoting Jeff. Like yes. It, like it's great. Jeff Probst is one of the best television hosts of all time. He's just excellent. Um, the way he narrates the challenges, it just really, it's just excellent. I love it. I have on here, is jury duty this year? Mm-hmm. I can't, the year feels long, y'all. They always say that, but it really does. Jury duty literally feels like it was last year. Um, It was a huge viral hit. This is a show on Freebie, <laughs> something you've probably never heard of until jury duty. Uh-huh. It has ads, right? Yeah. So you can watch for free, but there are ads. This was a show, it's a reality show, kind of. Um, produced in part by, I can see his face. His name is escaping me. What is his name? The famous Paul. Oh, James Marsden? James Marsden. Yeah. Um, who plays a pivotal point in the show. I We definitely did an episode on this, so you can listen to it, but yeah, yeah. I won't go into it. It was such an excellent show. I've been wanting to rewatch it. I do not think they can reclaim the magic. I don't understand how a season two would work, but I will say I was recently served an ad on my YouTube that was the main guy from Jury Duty uh, doing an ad for Amazon, which yeah. was very interesting to me. 
because he was just a normal person. So, um, yeah, watch that over the holiday breaks. If you just kind of, you know, want to fill some time and don't want to go anywhere, want to chill, it's a great show. Mm-hmm. My final pick for TV shows this year is The Golden Bachelor. <laughs> Baby. Mm-hmm. I have been down and out on The Bachelor for the past couple years. It's just felt gross. It's felt boring and sad. Um, I've been less and less enjoying it. They've been teasing us with a golden bachelor for years. Yeah. And they had a 70, how old is he? 72. 71. 71-year-old bachelor with women who were all over the age of 60. And it was the most genuine dating show I've seen in years. Um, I loved it. I loved seeing the experience of older women, uh, of them being able to talk about how, like, you know, our lives and our love lives are just as important as like young people. Um, our, we're not that old. No, no, I meant the woman on the show. I know you said our. I did I'm say like, our. We're not. We're no, not no, no, no. We're that we're old, closer geez. to the original Bachelor. Yes. Um, but just that they're just talking <laughs> about. Well, just it was it was really interesting to see people that actually had lives lived. A lot of them had like lost husbands. Actually, know what a life time partner looks like and and what that means i don't know if they'll be able to follow it up and be as good as this season with the lead they had in gary but i really enjoyed it and um i hope it inspires the bachelor to do better because i i'm sick of that show but i i want it to reinvent itself like survivor that's Mm. what i'm hoping for and that's it for my tv shows you know people who don't know us might think that we're that age if since oh, that's right. That, they're like, oh, I, wait a minute. I, I, was, I was speaking as the contestants of Woman as a Group. It was funny. We are actually 50. We're not yeah, we're in fi- our 60s yet. So. So, yeah. Get get media, middle-aged bachelor, I guess. That's right. So. Okay. So, yeah. I liked all those shows. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, here's, I only got a couple. Scott Pilgrim Takes Off was a show that came out recently on Netflix. Oh. Cool animated show. Like, um. I, I enjoyed it. I think it was maybe a little too little too late. Um, it, if it, like, yeah, Scott know, Pilgrim came out forever ago. Two, 2010, I think. But, I mean, it is cool. They got, like, everyone from the original cast to do voices, which is incredible, if you ask me. Like, Chris Evans, um, the Culkin that was on there, whose name, what's his name? Um, Hottie Chris Evans. Yeah. Aubrey Plaza went Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So that's cool. The animation was, it was a fun show. Just, like, I don't know. It wasn't, um, you know, it was a good show. Not like. What's it streaming on? Netflix. It was uh, okay. Like it probably could have been a little better. But Limited series? I think so, yeah. Is it retelling the story of the movie? No, it's different. Okay. And it kind of fakes you out in that way. Hmm. So that was a good show. If you like the movie, it's it's cool to see the movie because like it's like a cartoon in real life. And this is a cartoon in a cartoon, which is, you know, still cool. But I don't know. Not the same. Okay, a show called Beef came out on Netflix. Oh, yes. With, oh, uh, what's her name? And what's it? Um, you know there was Steven controversy Yoon. around the show. Really? Yes. Why? Because the one actor in it is like notorious, has had multiple interviews. Oh, and like, yes. Super inappropriate yes, things about a woman. And, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, that but, was all I saw about that show. And then I did not watch it. So. Steven Yoon's brother in the show. Um, and Ali Wong, I think. Is that her? Yeah. Yeah. Both great actors, like Ali, yeah. Um, 
great to see like Asian American leads. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like that all the time. Yeah, just a really like interesting like show about like I don't know like revenge and like you know kind of like what happens to a person who pursues revenge. I don't know. It was like really interesting. So if, I don't, and it's only I think that's limited series ten mm-hmm. episodes, not super long episodes. Every episode's pretty funny. So yeah, watch that if you have time. And then another show that I it does seem like it came out a long time ago, but it ended this year. Succession. Season four, last season of the show. Can't believe they didn't name Greg as person of the year. (laughs) Nick Braun. Yeah. I I think that something, he might be getting canceled or gotten canceled. Oh, no. I don't know. I haven't really looked. Well, did you see that the one t-shirt he wears in the one scene is literally a boy's t-shirt from Walmart? That's the Culkin, not Nick Braun. Oh, 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 That's what's his name. Kieran Culkin. Right. Brother of Macaulay. I love Macaulay. He got a star in Hollywood and he deserves it. Yeah. Um, so two shows that, that I watched had uh, Kieran Culkin in it. Um, yeah, but Succession, like, I do want to watch it back from the beginning. Like, a, probably one of my favorite shows of all time. I just thought it was so, just so entertaining and everyone's great in it. So it's, I remember when it ended, I was like watching... We slept over at your parents' house for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, watching on my phone just because it came out, like, overnight or whatever. So, yeah. Has an iconic theme song. Yes, the theme's great. Unbelievable, like, happenings in the last season. Won't spoil it. So, How many seasons? Four. That's manageable. Yeah, ten episodes a season, I think. Uh, And with that being said, I think we've come to the end. Yeah, I that's any games. I don't remember. I honestly haven't really found a super memorable uh, video game this that year. Came out. Pikmin 4 came out this year. I'm still playing through There's it. There's a lot coming out in this next year that I'm very excited about from Nintendo. The Princess Peach game, the yeah. Luigi's Mansion. Yes, yes. Oh, so yeah. I think there will be some in the coming year. I, I'm still trying to chase the high of Twisted Towers, which was an indie. Tangled Towers. Tangled Towers, thank you, which is an indie puzzle mystery game. Yeah. It that really great. got me back into gaming. Um, I'm really big into like story-based puzzle games. Um, I'm very picky about it. I got into like farm sims like the past couple years, like Stardew Valley, um, Cozy Grove. But those do get old, even yeah. though they're like an endless way to play. It does kind of get, you know, you get bored by it. So no video games for me this year. Um, I like Little Gator Game. That was fun. Oh, yeah. We never finished it. We didn't, but it was charming. Yeah. And I haven't really bought, like, the major games. Like, I didn't buy Mario Wonder or um, Tears of the Kingdom, but I'm sure they're fine. Yeah. I might buy Mario Wonder eventually. (laughs) And um, podcasts? I don't think I have anything new. Yeah. I listened to Sinisterhood this year, which is another true crime paranormal podcast. Hosted by two women, I think it's pretty great. Um, found it through, and that's why we drink, which I've talked about. I don't really think I have any new, new podcasts that I haven't mentioned before, so I don't want to harp on it. Of course, this is your favorite podcast. We come out yeah. maybe five times a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But get better. Yeah, I um, hope everybody had a great year. There's still movies to see this year that we're excited about that we may talk about. Wonka. Uh, yep. And the new Studio Ghibli. Yeah, Studio Ghibli. Um, Movie. Wonka, man. (laughs) That's going to be wild. Aquaman 2. The press interviews 
from Wonga with um what's his face British man Hugh is it Hugh is it Hugh Grant yeah yeah um have been wild so that should be interesting um Timothy Tenome so you know maybe that'll be our great comeback for the New Year's (laughs) watching Wonka watching Wonka and Aquaman too of course with Jason Momoa so um yeah it's been a it's been a good year yeah a long year lots of good movies Lots of great stuff, and hopefully one of these things will be your new favorite. Um, Thank you guys for listening, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you in jail. I know what that's from, but I can't. Is it? Is it Christmas Vacation? Oh, no. Happy New Year to you in jail. Merry Christmas! Oh, oh, it's it's, Elvis A Wonderful Life! Come on, you know this. Okay, I, Happy New Year in jail. If you listen to this before the holiday season's over, watch that movie. What a great movie. Please. Ugh, what a good movie. And with that being said, thanks for listening. We'll, we'll talk to you guys another time. Bye-bye. Bye.